This is Jed McKay, and you're listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 252, and uh, it's great to have you back with us. You are with your high priest of Ray, and, and we are looking at, it's a, a pretty cool segment. It's one of Conchu's relics because of the moon. Don't ask me about the phase. I didn't put that in the prompt sheet. It's Moon Knight <laughs> Costumes. And we'll we'll be going through like a a rough chronology of Moon Knight costumes, discussing um, you know which ones are our favourite or least favourite. And joining me on this episode on this journey is uh, newly dubbed Drew uh, Turntables <laughs> Tombs. How you going, Drew? There you go. <laughs> How are you? Thanks for having me back, Ray. Yeah, no worries. Drew, don't worry there. Insert SFX, what I find appropriate. There, Drew is... Uh, I, I can't tell you how excited I am to hear the post-effects that you're going to play. <laughs> Those are always some of my favorite parts of the shows. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'll try to make it not the the obvious, so we'll see what whatever Future Ray does, um, it's going to be in there. But a uh, big welcome, Drew. Of course, uh, uh, fantastic to have you on. Uh, now, sponsor-wise, Drew is one of our major sponsors under the moniker Tombs and Lurk Music. You uh, can go catch Drew's music on uh, on SoundCloud and, and Bandcamp there. Uh, another top tier, Petrini Daniel doing uh, and his creation, Fringe Night, issue five, is just about released. Uh, looking the goods, I saw a bit of a sneak peek from Daniel. Looks great. Um, support your independent comic book creator and fantastic cosplayer too uh, clz comics by collectors.com uh drew i did that z for you for the u.s Hell yeah. <laughs> um so any of your comic book collecting database needs uh, go check them out they're fantastic i think they're, they're probably the top top of the tier top of the range um database organizing for all your collections they also do books and music um blu-rays that sort of thing and finally dreamland comics from schoenberg illinois the online superhero superstore i was just going to make the joke to to emphasize online since we encouraged so many to go raid their (laughs) wares last time that's it apologies if you drove over an hour to to that address (laughs) and it was nothing but uh closed up i blame conchu but, um, but Drew, a big welcome. Before we're going to go into our main event, uh, just a little something that we were dabbling with with regards to our idle chat. We're going to just talk about, I want to get your thoughts on Devil's Reign. So this is coming up. I'm excited by it. I don't know about you. I haven't followed an event in a while. Uh, but Devil's Reign looks great. It's got Mooney in it. Um, are you Are you going to be grabbing it with both hands yourself? Yeah, so it was it was really cool that you had uh, brought up chatting about that um, because I'm I'm really excited about it. I uh, have I mean I've read like events that were put into collections, you know, like we talked about last time with Damnation. Um, I'm currently reading the Doctor or Death of Doctor Strange, um, and it's yeah, it's my first time like wallets being released uh, following an event and seeing the one offs, and I'm also collecting like the Darkhold one offs and that whole event right now too. So it's super fun, and um, 
me and my girlfriend actually just started rewatching the Daredevil Netflix series. So I, I never read any of his comics. It just didn't strike me as a character I wanted to read. But uh, I went back and I've been reading a ton of Daredevil. And uh, actually, I saw Jed McKay had posted about how fantastic the current run is with Chip. And um, yeah, I'm almost fully caught up to present with that. And then, you know, I, I noticed that that's the, the series that's leading directly into Devil's Reign. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, um, me too as well. I am. Um, I'm a little behind, so uh, I've been following it on Marvel Unlimited. Uh, I started collecting the Sadowski run, but uh, I think the allure for Omnis and trades kind of distracted me for a bit, so I stopped my floppy collecting for a while. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'm up to now. I'm still about ten issues behind. Um, I, I'm back onto collecting Daredevil, so I've got issue 36, which is the direct prelude apparently to devil's reign um but for those that i mean unless there are major spoilery sort of things ah stuff it i mean they're old they're old issues um just for the listeners drew uh can you maybe give a uh, a premise of what's been happening in in daredevil and what what we're heading towards uh with that yeah so i've read everything in this run that's available in unlimited and uh there's Two more issues that were uh, in the normal Marvel app, you know, for purchase. They haven't been out long enough to be free yet. So I haven't read those two yet. I'm getting to them. But, um, I mean, the long and short of it is, uh, and I didn't read the run before, but I guess Matt got hit by a a truck and actually almost died. Um, And it really messed him up. Uh, He was trying to get back into doing the Daredevil thing and because his senses were off, he accidentally kills somebody by throwing him too hard against a wall. And he goes through dealing with all that, um, leads to all sorts of drama. Uh, Spider-Man ends up showing up and uh, taking his mask and telling him, you know, I, I'd like to think someone would tell me when I need to throw in the towel, uh, I'm telling you, which I thought was pretty cool. So he basically is done being Daredevil um, because of this whole incident. And the arc then follows him obviously not stopping doing what he's doing that uh electra comes in she starts acting as daredevil on his part there's uh there's bullseye clones all kinds of stuff and meanwhile while this is happening fisk has uh he's already mayor but he's starting to try to remove himself from the crime world and um act on a political scale and realizing just how difficult that is and how absolutely horrible politicians are even compared to criminals. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, where I, where I left off with it, Matt had, uh, I can't, I honestly can't recall if he got busted or if he handed himself in cause I've been reading it so quickly, but he's in prison right yes. now and he's being very difficult about everybody trying to help him get out. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. It, it's getting pretty spicy. Yeah. That, that's kind of thereabouts where I'm at as well. So, uh, one of the big issues, issue 25 of Daredevil, uh, which I know went into second and third printing, and it's pretty hard to find. On the front cover, it's Daredevil behind bars, and yeah, he does kind of like um, he goes up, he goes against Foggy Nelson's uh, and uh, McDuffie's um, advice, and he basically uh, seals his own fate by admitting to something. So he's put into jail. That's where I'm up to. And the big one of 25 White's so valuable, like for comic book collectors, is because Elektra's first appearance as the new Daredevil. Um, she so looks so cool she looks, in she's her Daredevil. She's awesome suit. in it. Yeah, I think she's great. Um, and and it, it's fun watching her have to, like, resist killing people and, and getting mad. She'll have little, like, 
side bubble thoughts where she's like, oh, I can't kill anybody because Matt wouldn't kill anybody. Yeah. This fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love it because she's not she's not a replica of Matt. You know, she's got her own. She's killed people. She's a little bit more bloodthirsty. Um, but she's doing this to to, to honor Matt, I guess. Uh, so I'm only, only up to issue 25. And, and uh, so I've got about, yeah, a good 10 issues to go plus the 36. Uh, but it's interesting you, you're talking about Kingpin as well because loony listeners, um, I guess why... I wanted to talk about Devil's Reign is how we see Moon Knight actually involved in it, and uh, the side of Kingpin is is quite interesting because uh, I only read a, an issue recently where he had this kind of summit with all the all the big mafia bosses, and he gets Hammerhead's head and he just pounds yep. it into the the table. Yeah, it's uh, like just letting them all know that he's out and he's and they're going to have to take care of themselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and it's it's the the Magia. Um, but this family, I can't. I've never Stromwins or something. They, they seem. To yeah, be, they're the senators. Yeah, they seem to be the big, uh, the big players as well. So it's interesting that um, for Kingpin, I, I just want to kind of glean wh- how he gets to the point where he's going to go. I'll stuff it. I want to. I want to wipe out all these superheroes. Um, I know in, in some of the later readings, I'm assuming you're past issue 25. Is there anything hints hints at that? So I'm I'm kind of wondering the same myself, and I'm sure there's a lot more of it in um, the two that I haven't read yet. Because, okay. uh, yeah, he – I mean, he has his whole – Kingpin has his whole thing where he goes to dinner with all these rich, like, billionaires. And he – well, big spoilers. He is getting made fun of by one of these guys oh, at yeah. dinner because oh, yeah. uh, these are all, you know, rich people who think they're untouchable. and old Kingman tendencies pop back in and he ends up killing him in the bathroom and having to have Wesley <sighs> cover it all up. And yeah. They all know that it happens. So now he's got the billionaires against him too. And it's, it's a really interesting like a uh, role reversal because you're so used to being so scared of how the Kingpin can make anything happen if he wants it to happen. Mm. But now he's got these people that are even better at doing that than he is. And to yeah. see this whole political side start playing into it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really curious to see how it's going to get to the point where he clearly has, because you know, in Devil's Reign, he clearly has some power if he's running this team of supervillains and trying to wipe out heroes and all that stuff. Because where I'm at right now, he's just super pissed off, and yeah. he's reti- uh, he's still like recovering from the strong ones coming after him and almost killing him. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. And, and I'm just going through in my head the, the titles that we are to expect. I mean, so of course, Moon Knight's got a one shot. Um, as well as a tie-in in in his regular series. So uh, Devil's Reign, Moon Knight is out with him behind bars. So, of course, it seems that he's been caught up um, or he uh, Kingpin has caught up to him. Uh, there, there are other ones like the ones that I follow. Obviously, the other podcast, Spider Woman. She uh, that's in actually her next issue, issue eighteen. We get Devil's oh, uh, nice. Devil's Reign tie-in. So interesting to see how she because uh, for the most part in her series, uh, she. Actually, he's been trekking around everywhere. She, it's not like she's been totally in New York the whole time. Uh, the most recent uh, issue she has, so obviously she's on Kingpin's radar there. Uh, the other tie-ins are Villains for Hire. I think so. We, we can only assume that Kingpin has hired a consortium of, of uh, assassins and stuff to, to help wipe out the heroes. Um, there is also uh, Superior 4, I think it's called. 
Well, superior. Yeah, those look like the Spider-Man tie-ins, and I've not yeah. heard of the Superior Four until I saw these. Those look fun. Those look, yeah, really fun as well. Doctor Octopus seems to be in there. That's all I know. I haven't really mm-hmm. um, delved into the the covers. So even even Winter Soldier has a one-off for this, which I thought was oh, really interesting. Okay, and the X-Men have like a three-parter, a three-part mini. Um, mm-hmm. That will be because uh, like I am just so out of touch with mutants. I don't know where they stand. With the rest yeah, of... I mean, I, I love mutants, but I've never, I, I admittedly have never read X Men comics. Um, oh, okay. And yeah, I like the cartoon and all that stuff, but that's, it, it, that's just a whole. It like the Marvel universe is huge, and you aren't familiar with the mutant. That's a whole lot to catch up on. So yeah, I haven't. It is. Unfortunately, I've not dove in yet. But yeah, this cover is cool. It's, it looks like it has Emma Frost and Elektra on the cover. I like, yeah, there's one, I think, of issue three of Emma Frost, and you can see the reflection of someone, I think it's Kingpin's face, I can't remember, in her diamond form. Yeah, yeah, he's standing behind him. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, But then, so Moon Knight, I mean, let's spectolate here, Drew, while we're at it. I mean, so we have the McKay run, we have Moon Knight with his midnight mission, Uh, we have him systematically, from issue one at least, um, disposing of C D grade villains. That's probably put him on on the radar for the Kingpin, I'd imagine. Um and him yeah, basically. I'm just trying to trying to see how it works within his storyline as well. Right. Yeah. Like it I'm trying to figure out how he's gonna end up locked up and I think it's a really interesting move that they they just put him on the cover clearly in jail. Uh, yeah. you know, and they released that, you know, weeks and weeks ahead of whenever we're going to find out what's going on with it. So like anybody who's reading the current Moon Knight run, he's clearly not locked up yet. So mm. it's going to be interesting to see how he ends up that way. Yeah. I mean, he might, again, something that we haven't seen. We've, we've just been um, shown the reveal of Zodiac being what is the main villain for Moon Knight uh, in the issues to come. Uh, but unless, of course, he, he crossed paths with some of the, the criminal bosses, I guess uh, that would probably get him because uh, I'd, I'd imagine what he's doing now is not really causing much of a blip in in the scheme of things for the kingpin and all that. So um, I'm right. assuming if he does come across maybe the strong ones or you know or the magia or something um, that will kind of get him connected into Devil's Reign. Um, similarly with Spider Woman, I find it very difficult as to how she kind of factors in, but I'm looking forward to it. I guess it's gonna same. Be, um, yeah. I actually was just kind of looking around at one of the event pages. I don't know if you've seen this cover, but I just uh, in the Skype chat I popped you an image. Uh, okay. It's pretty oh, yeah. cool. It's a really cool cover, but it's extra interesting that it's Hunter's Moon on the cover, yeah. not Moon. Yeah, and I love it. It's a, a, it's a homage to itself, to issue one. Um, yeah, yeah. But I'd love to see Hunter's Moon in... I wonder if that is him in a villainous capacity or in a heroic capacity. I'd love to see him kind of in a heroic one. I don't know about you. Um, yeah, and I think it'd be kind of cool to like see him doing some of Moon Knight's work or, like, I yeah. don't know, I don't know if they would do it, but like even maybe he he's the one that busts him out of jail or something. I think that could really uh, a high potential to to be something the, like that. Those two teaming up as a duo would be pretty badass. The the two fists, you know, just freaking. I reckon that'd be great. Um, actually, uh, we'll, we'll earmark that one, Drew. I'll say that that's a little uh, speculation there. Let's see if that. Yeah, I'm making a little mental bookmark. <laughs> like, hopefully, this happens. 
because I reckon that's it. I reckon if any if any is a good time for those two to at least have an uneasy partnership, it would be during Devil's Reign, because uh, Hunter's Moon would be doing similar work to what Moon Knight would be doing, and again, that would be pissing Kingpin off. I'm imagining um, mm-hmm. he's not. I mean, because when we see him, he, when we've seen him, he's not exactly a villain, right? He he's serving Conchu, uh, and he's exacting vengeance similar to to moon knight but it just so right. happened he was focusing his attentions towards mark um but he could definitely be a, a villain for for the kingpin so i'm hoping that i'm hoping that happens too but we'll have to see loonies we will have to see um any other uh final thoughts drew on on devil's reign no, I mean, I think we pretty much covered it given what information we have so far. But, yeah, yeah. I really encourage anybody who is interested in Daredevil stuff uh, to read that current run. Um, it's got me going back and actually starting to read a bunch of Daredevil's older runs. And oh. he's becoming – now he's becoming my favorite character oh. next to Moon Knight. Yeah, I've always liked him, just never read him. And, yeah, uh, yeah be, he's, he's great. You'd be surprised. I mean – He's got a longer history to Moon Knight, of course, but he, I think, I, I think it's fair to say he's consistently had just really well written stories and great runs. Um, and some of it may be repetitive, like the themes become repetitive, but uh, it, it's still great. I mean, if you haven't touched the Miller run uh, or the Bendis run or the Brubaker run, you are in for a treat. Uh, when you me. say Bendis, are you talking about End of Days? Uh, end of days is one of them. No, but his regular uh, regular run. But end of days that's, is pr- yeah, yeah. That's what I've been working through right now. Uh, physic yeah. on physical and this. I, as someone who's a huge fan of detective noir stuff, this is one of my favorite things I've ever read. Well, if you like that, then just imagine a whole series kind of like that. Um, you, you know, not not end of days, of course, but just the way it's kind of told. It is uh, phenomenal. Like, you know, as much as we may make fun of Bendis these days, <laughs> um, he really has written masterpieces like, you know, like Alias. Oh, like for Dead sure. And yeah. Luckily, when I, you know, was looking for pointers on what Moon Knight to read, and uh, obviously everybody shreds the Bendis stuff, there yeah. was plenty of people who pointed out that Bendis' Daredevil was uh, absolutely worth reading. So is, I'm glad I saw that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely pinnacle. Um, Top tier stuff as well. I mean, there's so many. I, de- I love DG Chichester stuff of the '90s, um, but again, '90s is a certain flavour people may or may not like. So, right, right. So anyway, learning listeners, why don't we um, we get on with our conscious relic? So, as mentioned, uh, we're going to go through. Look, we're going to go through. I've picked out twenty, basically twenty costumes, uh, and I could have picked more. There's actually more different variants of Moon Knight's costume, but I thought I'd stop at twenty. Um, but um, I thought Drew it would be good if we go through them, uh, maybe give our thoughts on um, on them in general, and then probably at the end um, we can reveal what your favourite is uh, if you had to choose. <laughs> yeah, think, absolutely. I'm excited. I think there's I saw a, like a, like we were talking about before the chat. Uh, yeah. There's there's a lot more here that I haven't seen than I than I anticipated. So I'm pretty excited to go through these. Yeah. All right. Well, turntables and myself are about to venture into <laughs> number one. The first one, the original costume. Now I put this in brackets, uh, Drew. I just put Don Perlin because it's it's the werewolf by night, um, and it 
it actually it lasted for a fair bit as well during the 70s. Um, it kind of started dying off towards the late 70s, and by the time Mensch and Sienkiewicz had their titular run, uh, it was all but gone. But uh, So this is the first costume a lot of loonies would know. It's, it's the, um, the silver kind of costume. Predominantly, he had uh, the, most notably the cape attached to his gauntlets, um, and he had a, a bit more of a tighter-fitting hood, I guess, and a white kind of mask. Uh, and he had a lot of silver in there as well, Drew, because, because of him being the antithesis to a werewolf. So he had the silver cestus, the silver darts, um, he's got the silver belt, that sort of stuff. But uh, what are your thoughts on this, the very first look of Mooney? Um, I, I mean, it's it's cool for what it was, and if I'd seen this back when this came out, I would have geeked out. It would have been <laughs> kind of, like, it's frightening, honestly, and especially because he, he pops in as, I don't know, I guess a villain you would kind of see him as. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's imposing for sure, and now, spoiler alert, I uh, am very, very partial to the Ellis Run suit. Uh, I like all of his suits that have black incorporated into them. Nice. And, like, this little picture of him standing in the doorway uh, where the black parts of his suit are just shown as negative space mm-hmm. that blend in with the dark, I, it's it's a pretty badass look. Uh, <laughs> I will say, though, I hate this cape. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, me too, uh, yeah. The idea of it attaching to his hands is cool, but like yeah. something about that little slit that's going through it, it just looks goofy, and the disconnect between the cape and his suit makes it kind of look like a, a white and black Red Riding Hood outfit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I remember from one of the interviews, I think it was Ralph Macchio, I'm not too sure, but you know, I could be getting this the details slightly wrong, but apparently um, I think Don Perlin was pissed off when they did change it to a a standard cape um only because he said that there was a practicality of actually having it attached to the wrists like when he when he put his arms out to glide uh whereas a cape unless you know we have seen him hold his cape and use it kind of as a as a glider or a parachute uh it's not as practical as the the original costume um i'm with you drew i think well i think they could have done that yeah. Perfect. I I get the point, and I I yeah. think it's a really cool uh, gimmick for how he gets around. Because in the later runs, when he does like grab onto the cape and use it to fly, it's really cool. Yeah. But uh, it's something about it. Literally comes down to that slit that's coming yeah. down from it. The fact that it splits into two pieces, it just makes it look really wacky. Yeah, I I think um dated. Um, yeah. Yeah. It just it just doesn't seem to be something of this this modern era. Um, but you know, it has what it's going for it. The original, it is the original. So uh, you can never right. Take and regardless that. of the cape, if I like, I said, if I'd seen this guy standing in the doorway in a comic panel back when this came out, mm-hmm. I would have immediately needed to know more. Yeah, I mean, I love I love his gauntlets. They're, they're cool. They're almost like metallic rings around his his forearm. Uh, and yeah. he, he does have in in um, the Wealth by Night issues. He does have the Cestus, which is the spiked knuckles. So very cool looking, but. Yeah, there's just a little bit, I don't know. For me, it's it's a sentimental favourite, but it's not particularly my favourite. <laughs> right, uh, right. Um, the next one would probably be, I think, arguably, correct me if I'm wrong, Drew, probably the most recognised Moon Knight one. It's the Jet and Silver costume. Um, I've labelled this Mench's 80s era, but it, it bled into 
you know, the miniseries is, it bled into Mark Spector Moon Knight. It, it's basically your your hooded Moon Knight with the the shadowed face uh, or the mask, and the way it's drawn is um, there's a lot of black on it, Drew. But mm-hmm. I still yeah, think... and that's a good thing to point. That's a good thing to point out because yeah. this, if I remember right, this suit is all white and silver. It is, yeah. Uh, but it's regularly drawn with a lot of emphasis on the shadows and stuff like that, which. Yeah. I and we'll get into it when we get to some of the later ones. But I'm one of the people. I don't know if there's other people that think the same, but I personally am not a huge fan of Moon Knight suits when you can see just how white everything is, because I think it starts to look kind of like it just looked kind of weird. Mm. But yeah. they got around that by putting all of the shadow play on the drawings, and it looks awesome. Yeah, I I remember um, basically you know with the Moon Knight suits and and it been always described as him in white, but you you basically see it with black the way it's drawn. I just remember thinking ages ago, oh this this would be really hard to do as a cosplay because it relies so much on shadow, <laughs> whereas mm-hmm. in cosplay if you literally do it you'll just be in a white suit, right? With you can probably do a black mask, but everything. Well, else and if you if you Google Moon Knight cosplays, uh, I mean, there's other than it being my favorite, there's a reason why when I did a Moon Knight Halloween costume this year, I I, I went for the Ellis Run art. Mm-hmm. Uh, an all-white suit on a normal-ass person looks pretty pokey. <laughs> well, <I've laughs> Unless seen... you're shredded like Mark, it's going to look weird. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I've seen actually other cosplays where they incorporate the shadow on the and, and the, the muscle... Mm, I was about to say muscles. Muscular texture on the... On the... I, I can't recall his name, but I believe someone in the Facebook group actually, or the Discord, mm-hmm. uh, shared pictures of their cosplay they'd been working on, and they kind of did that. They yeah. It was an all-white suit, but with uh, the way that they'd shaded it, and uh, I don't know if it was paint or how they did mm. it, but they emphasized not only the muscle lines, but... Yep shadowing and stuff like that and it looks yeah. really cool yeah and it, it, you're right and it makes it look really cool um but what what are your thoughts then on this if we're to take it as say just the comic book iteration of this of this oh, I, I love it I, yeah. I think next to my favorite one this is i think the best the way that uh well the, the main artist for this one for the longest was it was sinkevich is that how you say mm-hmm. it yeah yeah it's just great i mean this picture that we have for an example here obviously the audience can't see it but uh it's him standing in the rain holding his cloak in front of a blood red moon with like a mm. pink sky and it just looks so hard <laughs> it looks so bad <laughs> yeah uh, yes I, I think um i oh, know he's had it in the first costume he does i mean it looks like he has it for almost all of them he's got the the crescent moon on his chest um mm-hmm. similar to many superheroes having an emblem on their chest so uh, that's the most uh, prominent thing I think from this costume, as well as potentially the point of difference being his. Um, actually, having a look, even his belt is similar to the original. Uh, it's kind of, mm-hmm. it's got the uh, crescent darts attached to it. Hence, that's how we can um, get his crescent darts. But there's a particular look to the belt where, towards the belt buckle, it kind of tapers in. Um, which his his belt changes throughout. So if, if you're if you're a belt aficionado, you're going to have a field day with with this Moon Knight costume. <laughs> so yeah, so that's one good. thing that one thing I'm thinking to point out too. Uh, it's not necessarily costume as uh, so much as it is, I guess, drawing. Mm-hmm. But uh, in this version, any version of the costume where his face is, and these are all my favorite ones too, where his face is black yep. and he has the eye slits. This era, and then the ones we're about to get to in Fist of Khonshu, where he just has the white space for eyes. They 
simultaneously have some of the most badass artwork that that <laughs> Moon Knight has, and also some of the funniest. Because when they show him like being sad or scared, yeah. they do these really cartoonish little shapes with his eye slits, yeah. and that's that's one thing I kind of miss from that era of the yeah. the costume is allowed the artist to draw really silly facial expressions only using eyes. It's one of those things similar to the Spider-Man costume that you can only get away with comics, you know, because mm-hmm. in reality. Number one, it doesn't make sense just to have these glowing eyes, unless his eyes literally are glowing, to have them, let alone have them change the shape. Uh, similar to Spidey's mask, you know how they do that now in the MCU, where it's it's it's, it's, right. star, it's basically Stark tech, um, and his eyes can open and close at will. Um, but yeah, I find that similar. But yeah, good, absolutely right. I think similar to you. I love that um, that kind of. To me, it's more that that black shaded face uh, for Moon Knight than the white mask which uh, was shown in the original and in subsequent costumes. Uh, and for me, yeah, this Jet and Silver costume, oh, it, would, it would be close to my favourite, uh, let's just say that, but, you know, there are plenty more costumes we've got to go through first. Um, let it be said also as well that these costumes so far, they also have, uh, like, space for the truncheons as well. So it's got the, similar to Daredevil, has got the billy clubs, it's got the, the truncheons down the side of the leg. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool too. Yep. Speaking of weapons, this is why I kind of segued. Uh, the next one. I was just thinking that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one, Fist of Conchu, but I've also put this down in his West Coast Avengers run because he did use this costume uh, when he appeared in that comic. Uh, and it is a slight variation. It's a bit more artifact, relic, slash Egyptian. Uh, and that, I guess, is true to that mini, the six issue volume of Fist of Conchu, where it's a lot more Egyptian-based. Um, Drew, what are your thoughts here? We've got we've got a bit more bling. Yeah, I mean, the suit itself, uh, pretty much all of it's not really not much different from mm-hmm. what we were just talking about, except for the accessories. And as much as he benefits from not accessorizing in almost every other run, it's pretty cool when he does. Uh, let, yeah. I mean... Let's, he just has these big fuck off gold bangles here. <laughs> they yeah. probably serve no purpose, but looking awesome. <laughs> he just has a a golden little hatchet battle axe thing. Yeah, how cool is Pretty that? Pretty cool. Yeah. He's got <laughs> like, sometimes. Sometimes I wish he like when I go back and see these old images. I think how it'd be kind of cool if he busted out some of his gear every once in a while. Oh, me too as well. That's what actually got me so excited about. Hunter's Moon, his his costume because it brings black it brings back the bling, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, Hunter's Moon's got that gold stuff, and because he's a lot more. Oh yeah, he really does. I, I pulled up yeah. the image we were just talking about earlier, and yeah, yeah he's got the the same gold bangles, that same like almost feather looking belt thing. Yeah, it's because he's he's yeah, cool. he's more devout, I guess. He's more devout than Mark, so he follows closer to Conchu. Um, and and the picture that we have here, I mean, there's there's further accessories. He throws like this scarab beetle dart as well, and he's got he's got oh, all yeah, sorts he of yeah he's got he's got an unk. I don't even know what the unk does. I can't remember what what it does. Um, but he's got that big ass belt. It looks like he he won a, a title fight, you know, boxing. So, <laughs> does, uh, does he ever? I that's funny that you bring up the unk because I know obviously I've seen several images of him with it, but I haven't read this in so long. Does he ever? do anything with it like does he ever even like just bop someone with it or is he literally <laughs> just kind of holding it 
I I reckon I can't I, I can't remember, but I reckon he does bop someone with it. I, I I'm sure he does. Kind of um, cool, just using a big religious symbol as a yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like getting like a crucifix and just like hammering someone with it, you know. Um, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, in the incidentally, like a daredevil picked up a Catholic cross. <laughs> yeah, <started> exactly. <laughs> oh, I'd be be going to penance uh, for sure. <laughs> uh, it, just incidentally as well, uh, want to note that in the. Uh, Marvel's Spider-Man animated series, um, Web of Venom, where Moon Knight did show up. Uh, that version of Moon Knight, uh, he was lingering in the sewers and he was kind of, you know, trying to stay out of harm's way. Uh, he did have an unk as well, and, and in that unk, it was more like powered, like te- um, technological. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, and so it, it blasted things and and had you know concussive bursts um but other than that no i think the arc was pretty much just for just for show yeah i mean they were they were very clearly trying to flex as much egypt stuff as they possibly yeah. could yeah for better or worse <laughs> yeah and and initially actually i hated this like i didn't really like fist of Conchu at all like when i first read it oh, same it yeah. grew on me towards the end of it but at yeah. first i thought it was so hokey i mean and it is yeah. but yeah it's kind of, when you realize that's kind of the point yeah, kind of fun. Exactly. Yeah, it it's just grown on me, and I'm actually I don't mind now because um, there was I was a bit more of a purist. Like, oh, it's got to be like the black, white, and the silver. That's all. Like this gold is not doing it, but actually, it it does it does look cool. So, um, I've well, and one it. one thing I kind of took when I finished the Fist of Conchu stuff was because uh, it, it's pretty short. I think you said six issues, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I like the more heavy-handed, you know, psychological uh, renditions of Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. But uh, after finishing Fist of Khonshu and and reconciling what I did like about it, um, I kept kind of thinking to myself, like, it'd be kind of fun if there was a run of Moon Knight that was, like, you know, maybe better written, a little more engaging, yep. but that was like that. That was just, like, a globe-trotting, ass-kicking Mark for a little while. Because yeah. I love all of Mark's problems, but it's also pretty fun to just watch him hop around, you know, beating ass with with gadgets yeah no absolutely uh, the the beauty of the mensch run you know had him globetrotting mm-hmm. all over the place uh, bring that back you know as much as i love the midnight mission and and him in new york uh, i just love the fact that he like is international like you know, he just goes around yeah. so yeah um so the next one i put down here is the I, i've just put it down as the declan shalvey Armored, armored suit. Um, many loonies would know it for sure. It's been, it's been copied. Uh, there, yeah, there it is. Drew's holding up the Marvel Legends. It's been copied in Marvel Legends as an action figure. It's been copied yeah. in the animated series. It is quite influential, I must say, uh, for the modern era of of Moon Knight. Uh, Drew, uh, what are your thoughts on this costume? Absolute favorite one. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. I think it's so cool, and it's uh, it's, I think it's the first one I ever saw, which is what brought me into wanting to know more about him. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said earlier, like the suits that have the black stuff on them are always the ones I'm more partial to. But this one specifically, like all of the like crescent-shaped armored plating on top of the black suit itself. Mm-hmm. It's just such a cool juxtaposition of color, and it makes him look super badass. Yeah. I, I mean, I would agree with you as well. It's a very strong costume. There's a reason why it's been used for many um, in different mediums. Uh, I, I 
I think I like the, the as you're saying the the crescent moons. I don't think it's but it's done so well to incorporate into the costume. It's not uh, kitsch, you know what I mean? Where it becomes yeah, like, like this. Too... That it's, this is one of those suits where if it was done by anybody else, it probably would have come off so corny and like so heavy-handed. But something about how he put all this together, it just looks techy and, and you know it looks he looks sleek and fast and like he he'd be a hell of a fighter. Yeah, and and he looks um, yeah great uh, great way to describe it techy because it does look techy, um, but it, he looks protected you know as well. It's it's got yeah. that level of practicality. He's not just in spandex running around hoping not to get hit. He's not like he's not like Daredevil who has the ability to um, evade and and jump and be so agile. He's agile to an extent, but this is a guy that has already admitted that he would rather take a punch, you know? So you kind of need... He needs a little help when it comes to the padding. Um, and I love it. I love the the, the forearms, um, even down the side of his leg. Uh, there's some... Um, it looks like some reinforced... Like the crescent shin guards? Yeah, shin guards. Uh, he hasn't got the belt. So if we're looking at the belt, it's, it's kind of lost in... He's got a couple of side um, things, but they're not... I wouldn't so, classify it as a belt. Uh, speaking of the belt, this, like I said, this is the version I I did a, a cosplay for for Halloween this year, mm-hmm. and I was really concerned about what I was going to do about a belt, mm-hmm. uh, and then I realized that he doesn't have one in this version, and <laughs> I actually tinkered with using a belt in in, in at least in costume form. It, the belt made it look weird, like ah, having white right. separating it looked weird, but the yeah. all black suit looked imposing. So, I mean, so I'm wondering if maybe they tried it and it looked bad or something. But, yeah, it is interesting to note that this is, like, I think the only suit he doesn't have a belt. Yeah, but that's a great that's a great point as well. I mean, it must have been just a conscious decision because aesthetically, I mean, you would have seen it when you, when you tried the belt on yourself um, when you were cosplaying, how it probably would have potentially stuffed up the, the aesthetic. Um, but, yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. The only thing, the other thing as well that a lot of people um, – I guess jokingly say about this costume, uh, the clogs, um, or the, the Crocs, sorry. At the, at the, at the, oh, his um, shoes? Yeah, his shoes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, they've got to be, you know, steel-tipped. They've got to be, um, they've got to be hard. I mean, uh, to be yeah. to be fair, go look at any any of your favorite superheroes' feet, yeah. and you're going to start disrespecting them pretty quickly. <laughs> no, no, no hero's feet look cool. Yeah. Even in his old suits, I'm going back to the ones we've already gone over, he just basically has big latex, like a combo of a big latex cowboy boot with like a raver pump. It's like a gum boot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just their feet never look cool. Yeah. I like the Shelby suit's shoes because they at least look like he did, like he kicks an ass in them. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just funny. They, they definitely do look like Crocs. I don't think I'm ever going to see them any differently now they also kind of look like old 90s sketchers okay excellent for those that love their sketches um and have you know don't know too much about moon knight go check it out he's got he's got he's rocking the sketches so (laughs) (laughs) um also notably i guess uh he's got a huge chest plate again uh imitating to an extent the moon um but not not exactly you know what i mean so but it's, it's it's a nice fit to him um, but yeah, mostly black, which is cool. Uh, now, Drew, we get uh, one of the, I guess, one of the most popular ones, I'm assuming. We get Mr. Knight. Uh, so this came in your favourite run, uh, Warren Ellis. Um, and it's basically Mr. Knight in a white suit and a white mask with a, fo- um, 
a moon on his forehead. So, um, yeah. What are your thoughts on this, Drew? It's pretty cool. Um, and the thing is, is I think it's cool uh, mostly because of when and how it's used. I really liked how... Um, in in this run, when when you see him, I mean, he gets into fights as Mister Knight, but like when you see him in the, this suit, he's doing like detective work. He's doing yep. he's got his little detective noir murder mystery thing going on. It's not like you see him running and and flying off buildings and uh, getting into big firefights wearing this suit. He's like doing detective work. So it was always fun. Once you get, catch on to that, you realize if you see him dressed like this, he's like getting down to business. Yeah. And he's very it's much a very specific vibe. It it does have a yeah. I mean, and not only that. I mean, basically off the back of that, it's so distinct from his other um, his other identity as as Moon Knight. Uh, if for anyone who's just read or, or read the Ellis run, right from the get go, you get this sense of a different, um, massively confident, self assured Mister Knight. You know, who 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 backs it up with with his abilities, like when he takes on that. Uh, Frankensteinish monster down in the sewers uh, in in issue one, he's just not phased at what he sees. He's not phased at this massively deformed thing. Um, he's already thought five steps ahead. He's you know he's done all his um, his checks and stuff and his homework and he and he takes it out without a second thought. Uh, yeah, I think I think this suit coupled with his with that personality is is very strong. Um, yeah, he. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether it will be. It'd be one of my absolute faves, but if anything, um, I'm enjoying it on. Yeah. Um, on the McKay run, and the way that Shelby draws Mister Knight is just indelible. Right, right, and I like yeah. that you point out the confidence too. It's cool to like to just see him getting down to work and being confident in the work that he's doing. Um, but also, uh, like he, the, it, it's it's cool because he's walking around all super confident. But you realize he he has all this confidence and this this uh, this focus because he doesn't have anybody around anymore at this point. You know, I think at the end of issue one, he walks back to his his mansion and it's full of cobwebs and it's just Conchu sitting in the dark in a chair. So it's like simultaneously really cool seeing him be like a, a focused, you know, a focused hard ass. But it's also at the cost of all of his homies being completely gone. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, I uh, I'm just trying to think of other incidences with him in there. There was that. Ben- Did you read that Benjamin Percy? Um, it was from uh, Marvel Comics Presents. He did a one uh, short story with Moon Knight, Mister Knight. He goes to this retirement. Oh, I don't village. think I should. Oh, okay, that was pretty cool as well. Um, I'm just thinking of different times. With you know Mr. what? Knight. I'm realizing he wore this in Damnation. Yes. Mm, yeah. And oh, yeah. That was yeah. an instance where, like, it, yeah. that, like we talked about in the past, like that's how I got into him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I went back and reread Damnation, uh, that was one instance where, like, he was wearing this outfit when he was fighting the the legions of hell mm. and the uh, the uh, vengeance spirit possessed Avengers, and it looked really silly. Like he should not have been wearing <laughs> this suit for a fight like that. So that was an instance where it didn't oh, make yeah. sense. Yeah, true. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he, um, he is very generally like you see it also in the McKay run with issue two when he goes up against Hawley, the janitor. 
generally he he is pretty much kind of unassuming for a guy like in an all white suit and a mask, but he I don't see him tackling you know mystical interdimensional beings in this suit. It's more like the right. um, I guess the fish that he can catch, you know, particular scale. So, um, having said that, though, I mean, Moon Knight, obviously, he does take on things a lot more out of his kind of, um, out of his division. But, yeah, Mr. Knight always seems to have a handle on, yeah, on more of, of that street-level stuff, I think. Um, yeah, I think it's it's like the the epitome of his street-levelness, and that's yeah. kind of what's cool about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I'm sure a lot of loonies will be massively... Uh, impressed, and that will be one of their favourites. Uh, next up, though, Drew. This is the the one I thought that you'd probably pick. <laughs> this is uh... so. Like, I was gonna say, let me correct myself. Yeah. I, the the Shelby black and white suit is my favourite, but mm-hmm. this is hands down the coolest. <laughs> and we're talking about Looney's the bird armor next. So again, this is again from the 2014 run. Uh, this this popped up in issue three, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, of the Shelby and Ellis run, uh, and it was basically Moon Knight trying to find a way to punch ghosts, and yep. uh, <laughs> you know, he was getting his ha- uh, his you know his head handed to him by them. Uh, but he went to his basement. This is cool, and this is what you were saying, Drew. And I'd love for him to explore it more, where he looks in his basement where there are these relics and stuff that he hasn't used all the time, and he finds his right. bird armor that's kind of imbued with the ability to punch ghosts with. And so... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such an underutilized thing that that could be so fun for writers to just come up with what what does Mark have in his basement. Yeah, and, exactly. Because if he has a suit of armor that has a giant bird skull and allows him to punch spirits, I'm sure he's got some other cool stuff down there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the fact that this is kind of mystical in origin imagine what other stuff he can do like you know right might, right might be a, a big ass unk there drew that can i don't, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> you know whip up something um but yeah this is very a uh, very cool uh so for, the, for those that may not have seen it new to moon Knight, uh best thing is go check it out i'll put it in the show notes uh i'll, I'll post up something online uh, in our groups for it it's basically he's got like the head of conchu the bird skull incorporated with this archaic looking armor egyptian slash mummy slash i don't know different cultural armor but um with bones i'm looking at now he's got bones attached to his shins as well yeah, and i never so, noticed that on his on his yeah. forearms and on his shins it's just like yeah. femur or like you know long femur whatever leg <laughs> bones wrapped up with bandages and it I'm sure that's not providing any real protection, but it looks really cool. No, but it might have like some of that mystical element, right? He's probably got right, to wear right. it, and he, he, uh, yeah. So uh, definitely check that out. Uh, I've seen it in cosplay as well, Drew, just online, uh, and it looks like yeah. A- there's I saw a really crazy one. I can't imagine how long it took to put together. Yeah, and like the impracticality of of wearing it. <laughs> I think that would be just. Can you imagine trying to fight? when you're wrapped in loose bandages and bones oh gosh yeah i'm thinking of the cosplayer can you imagine them oh the the... cosplayer would be horrible yeah imagine them on the train just going to the con (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so the bird armor is is certainly i think one of the more unforgettable ones of moon knight's costumes uh moving on now we go beyond the actually i I backtrack uh drew 
chronologically, we, we go back a bit. Um, so this is from The Vengeance of the Moon Knight, 2011, I think, 2012, I think, 2010, around there. Uh, mm-hmm. We get the, the famous carbonadium suit. So a strengthened, a fictitious um, fabric or textile that Moon Knight uses. Um, I'm assuming it's similar to Kevlar, Drew, um, but it also has these unique, this unique quality, his suit, um, most notably in Vengeance of the Moon Knight, where he props up a building using a carbonated oh, yeah. suit. Yeah, yeah uh, that part's real cool. Yeah, so he like stiffens the joints or something, and he just he propped himself up um, against the building. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, but what do you think of the aesthetic of this, uh, Drew? I mean, I like it. It's uh, it's a little techy, which is kind of cool for him. Um, it's kind of cool to imagine him actually having armor, um, considering how much he gets beat on. And uh, I don't know. I think the whole chest plate thing's cool, and it doesn't look all that different from um, his suit in the bottom. It's just instead of uh, really exaggerated rippling muscles, it's just suit tech. Yep. It's, yeah, it looks badass, and the fact that he could take it off and let it prop up a building, I can only imagine how hard it is. Yeah, um, and it's funny you mentioned about the, the Houston run, 2006, because it's definitely kept that pointy, the pointy hood um, thing, uh, which yeah, was, yeah. yeah wasn't too much of a a thing, I think, until the, the Houston run, where Finch just gave it that really hobgoblin-y um, pointed uh, hood. Uh Obviously here as well, sorry, not obviously, but most notably again, uh, the face is not shrouded in shadow or black. It's more white, the mask, I mean. Um, and yeah, it's a lot a lot more of an urban uh, feel to it. Um, less, more articulated in the, in actual, the detailing than any differentiation of colour. Um, yeah. So I, I, I like this one actually as well. I just think it's... Um, what was I thinking? If you can take on Deadpool in this, and if you can come out a winner, then you know there's, there's something to do with this suit. You know, this suit's got right, something going right. for it. Um, yeah, I think as far as the all white ones go, this is one of my um, one of my more favorite ones. Mm, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see what else it can do as well. I mean, like that was a nifty little thing that Greg Horitz did for that run. I'd love to see what other little tricks this armor can do. Um, I mean, for all intents, it's it's. Um, unbreakable kind of thing so that's that's pretty good uh and then we have towards the end of vengeance of the moon of the moon knight drew uh and also from memory i think if we go back to the the i'm going to say the benson tixera run um i could be getting that wrong there was an actually there was actually a black suit for moon knight um so yeah this is the black stealth suit which he goes up and uses uh, when he teams up reluctantly with Steve Rogers, Valkyrie, uh, the Secret Avengers. So that's fun. I mean, this looks really cool. Uh, obviously, it's the antithesis of what he normally wears, but uh, or yeah, what I, I mean, it, it's it's cool. I never read these, so I actually didn't know this existed until just now. Uh, yeah, it's really funny because over here again, I mean, they they really do emphasize from memory. Really, they emphasize that um, he's a a bit standoffish to them and he's kind of reluctant to be with them 
Um, mm-hmm. So he kind of, I think Beast is in there as well. I can't remember, but they all have a little jibe at him. Like, <laughs> look, look at this uh, loner. Um, that kind oh, of thing. Oh, okay, yeah. I've seen some of the memes made out of the, the panels with him and Beast. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the exact context of why he decided to use the stealth suit uh, in this instance, the picture that we're looking at, but um, yeah, he's used it a couple of times. I'm, I'm thinking it was that Benson run. I could be wrong. It could be a um, it could be one with Declan Shelby, but he does use it again. It's actually without the cape and without the hood. It's it's basically just a, a black suit that he goes around in. Um, so he's, he's used it a couple of times. Uh, look, it's as you as you said, Drew. Point of difference um, doesn't really kind of make it too much of an impression for me because um, it kind of goes against. Yeah, what, I mean, it, what he. It, I mean, I guess it's a point of stealth, but it takes away yeah. any sort of stri- striking. I mean, he looks. It looks cool. It looks like he beat beat someone up, but uh, it's not like memorable in any way, really. Yeah, and as you say, yeah, it's probably something that you he's hoping not to be seen at all. Like you know, a, a stealthy job. Um, there was this thing. I don't know. Have you you've been catching up with Hawkeye or as far as like reading it? Oh uh, no, the TV show. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, okay. Because there's that thing. I like that thing that um, Clint says to Kate. Because she, she gives him that uh, the little sketch of the Hawkeye costume. And it's just his original purple silly his costume. Ori- with the, yeah. But he goes, Yeah, his whole thing about like the last thing he wants is to be recognized. Yeah, so. exactly. Or, or seen, you know. So that's, right. um, uh, I think, because he, you know, he works kind of in the shadows similar to, to like Nat and Black Widow. It doesn't make sense that he's got this goofy outfit on. So <laughs> um, right. I, I think the same is, um, is for Moon Knight. Um, you know, when he's in this, when he's doing like covert ops like his black suit i guess would make sense he'd ha- he'd have to kind of forego the they can see me coming because he wants to get in and out of there you know without being seen. right so that's and i think with some of these like more niche situation suits like this uh if they popped up more often i think that they would make them a lot cooler it's it's yeah. when they're only in just like one little spot and then nobody ever reused them that's what makes them kind of yeah. feel weird I guess. yeah Exactly. But it's just because you don't you don't ever see him outside of that one situation, and then all you can think of is what other cool situations they could have been used in. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hopefully, then you know, subsequent writers can maybe write them in or do something. Um, but that's the thing. Look, we're we're going through almost, and we're almost at the halfway mark here, Drew. We're going through like twenty different costumes for Moon Knight. So, um, yeah, some of them unfortunately won't won't see as much love as others. But um, there you go. Uh, something very much of the nineties. Uh, segue here number nine i've got here the adamantium suit adamantium was the thing in the 90s <laughs> so oh yeah um this uh i'd have to say this would probably have to be one of my one of my guilty pleasures uh drew but what do you think of this suit it's um i mean it looks pretty cool yeah. and for for being one of the all you know completely white ones it looks really cool mm-hmm. uh, i like his big bulky belt <laughs> I, I think it's funny how they like make sure to emphasize that it's shining yes yep um the big shoulder pads very like 90s <laughs> um, yeah you know make him look tougher uh, but what did you think of these okay i thought it was a little bit silly but these wrist gauntlet these blasters crescent blast yeah, crescent... it's got like he's got like mega man <laughs> yeah. blaster gauntlets yeah. so I mean, it, it looks it looks kind of cool because the rest of the suit's already so hammed up anyways yeah because so for listeners who don't know, instead of him throwing the darts, he actually um, shoots them out of his gauntlets. These time, uh, this, oh, in I didn't this know instance, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that makes him even. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, that's cool. I mean, you could, I mean, also as well, conceivably they would be thrown, they'd be shot out a lot faster and and with a lot more force than if he could just hurl it himself. So, well, I um, assume a lot more accuracy. So it's actually yeah. kind. Of, that's another piece of tech that it'd be cool if he still used. Yeah. Because honestly, that's that's one of his weapons throughout any of his suits, any of the runs. That I just accept it because it's comics, but every once in a while I'll be like, where is he holding all of these yeah, moon darts? Exactly. Actually, where yeah. is he pulling these sharp little things from? <laughs> and how is he yeah. aiming them properly? Exactly. And look, he, in this Adamantium 90s suit, he's got a double layer of, of crescent darts on his belt. He's got even double the ammunition. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's pretty cool. I, I, yeah, I kind of like it. He's, he's also got an Adamantium uh, retractable staff. Um, which I think can be broken in half, like like truncheons and all that. So he's he's got all the gadgets, but so everything's made out, out of adamantium. I think even Angel Wing, the the uh, the jet that he uses, so he's totally indestructible. <laughs> um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, which is ironic because at this stage in the nineties, he was decaying from within. Um, I don't know if you've read those stories. But he's, yeah, I think so. So he was yeah. super strong in the suit, but his actual yep. body was just toast. Yeah. Oh, and that's a good point as well. This this suit apparently also made him super strong, or that could have been the illness that he had. But I remember in the web of Spider-Man where he featured, and they he and Spidey fought Hobgoblin, um, he had super strength. So I don't know whether that was the suit or, or that was him. Um. Number 10, okay, here, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this one, Drew, because you mentioned all white, potentially not your thing. Um, I put Jason Burroughs' one in. Uh, this is a more recent run. Because, for me, it, wa- it did stand out. It was it was basically is, no is bones this, about it. It's all white. It's not. Yeah, is this the Bemis run? Yeah, the Bemis run. Yeah, I mean, this was, this was I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, probably my least favorite one. And the thing is, is it doesn't look bad. It, it looks cool. It, it looks like Moon Knight. But this is a prime example of an all-white suit with almost no emphasis on the shadows. Mm. So it sometimes looks kind of it. Sometimes it looks really cool, but to me, it just ends up looking flat compared to a lot of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's a fair point as well. Um, I'm, a, I'm immediately thinking of White Vision as well because he, he was basically yeah. all white. Um, there wasn't much you can really do with him um, other than cast some gray shadows. Um, I mean, I love Burroughs' art. Um, I think it's it's fantastic. Um, Suit-wise, yeah, I, I think it's still strong, but, yeah, it's an acquired taste for sure. Uh, it, mm. it certainly does adhere to the the motto of I wear white so people can see me coming, so there's no bones about that. Um, right. Yep. Now, next one I've got, I know not that much about Drew, so I, I'm sorry if you don't as well. Uh, Earth X. Um, so this is more of a mummified Moon Knight um, with bandages. He, he's kind of a little bit in tatters, and it looks like he's got a couple of drill bits <laughs> he's holding in this. Yeah, those are really weird-looking guns. <laughs> um, yeah, I was actually I was unfamiliar. I'd never seen this one until uh, the suit leak happened. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple months ago, and. Uh, people all over Facebook were comparing it to this version because everybody was like, he doesn't look like that. He doesn't have bandages. And the first thing people would pull up was this version of the, of his suit. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't, the thing is, is I would need context. I don't, I don't know anything about earth X. Mm. So like, if this doesn't look not cool, it's it, the idea of a guy who's all 
kind of mummified in a tattered cloak is kind of cool, but like it would not be a cool suit permanently. <laughs> this yeah. looks like something that he would have because he's been stuck somewhere and has no other choice. But yeah, yeah again, I don't know the context of the story, so maybe in the context of the story, it's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of with you as well. To me, it could easily be like another character. It doesn't. It doesn't have those aspects of Moon Knight that make him Moon Knight, other than what just the the hood and the and the cape. Um, but you know, the face is all different. Uh, he's got the bandages. He's like mummified. He could be something else. So um, right. Yeah. Um, did I hang on? Let me just see if I put this in there. Oh no, I did. So I'll have to, I'll have to ask you later. Because yeah, we do touch. Oh, I'll just jump into it now. I'll just jump a bit forward, um, Drew, because then what do you think of, uh, what are your thoughts on the Disney Plus leak costume? So, the th- well, the thing is, is if that leak suit picture is the real one, uh, and we talked about this uh, the last time I was on, like, it really grew on me. I think it's pretty cool. And the thing is, is it has all of the features that this Earth X one has, but it has emphasis on all of the things that make him recognizable as Moon Knight. It's like it actually incorporates the crescents and uh, the, I guess, the glowing eyes and stuff like that. So I, I, it's it's grown on me again. I don't think it's going to be his permanent suit, yeah. I, or if it's even him at all. But mm-hmm. I think it looks really cool. But yeah, it's it's essentially this Earth X suit, but with not boring. Yeah, not boring. <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, I, look, I don't mind it too much as well from the Disney Plus thing. Someone did point out, and I can't unsee it now. It's like, um, aren't like he's got like the moon crescent on his chest, and he's got it on his head. Like, isn't that a bit overkill? Like, imagine yeah, if the, yeah, the moon on the head. I always thought was kind of goofy if it's already on the chest. And yeah, I almost did that with my costume actually, and I oh. I made one for my forehead. And I was like, that it's it's one that's not how he has it in the suits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just a little overkill. It's a bit too much. Yeah, so I mean that's that's the only kind of thing. Um, and in that leaked photo, we don't get the the uh, the cape, but I'm sure it's there. Um, but the way that they do the hood is pretty cool, I think. Uh, okay, so I'll jump back again. Um, so the next one up we have is the ultimate costume. Um, so more black here, Drew. Um, and speaking of <laughs> chest and forehead. Uh, it's got the moon on the chest and forehead as well. Um, and just as I was talking shit about it, I think this looks awesome. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very different. Uh, as I think we chatted about earlier, Drew, I'm not much of an Ultimates person. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know any really, but I, I yeah. like the way this looks. It, it looks honestly, it looks like if you took, if you combined like a Doctor Strange and Spider Man with his with Moon Knight's aesthetic. Oh, yeah, that's a good combination, actually. I kind of, like, I don't think it would make sense uh, as, like, a regular costume, but uh, this big hood cloak thing he's got going on is pretty cool looking for whatever this is. Yeah, and I can see them putting the hood on and, and taking it off, you know, so you have the the different variation there. But, um, you know, pretty cool. Um, mostly black. Um, looks like the, the forearms have got some articulation as well. And some weapons, but um, but yeah, like I said, I haven't really, I haven't explored this ultimate universe. Although I have explored the the run uh, in the Amazing Spider-Man, oh the Ultimate, sorry, Ultimate Spider-Man, 
where he does come across Ronan, though. And Ronan's the next one. It's a little bit of a an odd one, Drew, because it's not really a Moon Knight costume. But in the Ultimate Universe, Mark Spector uh, is Ronan. Um, so he's got a very similar costume to, I guess, Ronan in general. Yeah, it's interesting to see, like... I have to reference the the Ronin suit in the comics, but uh, it, it's interesting that they didn't really do too much to let you know that it's Moon Knight outside of the the mm. white eyes. Yeah, but I, I mean, it, yeah. it looks cool uh, to me. It looks like some Ninja Turtle stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, for sure, you're right. I mean, the, the suit has no, nothing to say it's Moon Knight at all. Um, it, just from memory, I think it was just mentioned that Mark Spector is Ronin. Um, yeah, so uh, Spidey runs into him at some occasion um i can't remember what it was a good story though again this is we're talking about bendis again um oh, okay very very strong run of ultimate spider-man um and but mark bagley art as well just uh, really good um okay so we're heading towards around about the last five or so drew uh, i threw this one in here now it's only popped up really kind of once during infinity warps uh, Arachnite. Uh, this was, I think, a, a favourite with a lot of people. Um, I don't know if you've read the... Have you read the story for this? No, I haven't, okay. and I've been meaning to. Um, it's pretty fun. I know when, uh, yeah. when I was hunting for uh, Moon Knight um, action figures, the Funko Pops, you know, they always pop up, and there's an Arachnite Funko Pop, uh, and I had no idea what Arachnite was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I've only ever really seen him when he's popped up in memes, but uh, I, yeah, I've been meaning to go check it out because the whole thing, like it, it's goofy for sure, but it's also really cool. Yeah, no, I think absolutely. I think it's one of those instances where um, people have just gone, oh shit, this is actually a cool design. Uh, so it's it's a mishmash of Spider Man and Moon Knight in this uh, this weirdo Infinite Warps world. Uh, there were other ones, uh, Ghost Panther, so there was Ghost Rider and Black Panther combined. Uh, there's all these other ones uh, yeah, during the run. Um, but Arachnoid was pretty cool. Uh, predominantly more Spider-Man than Moon Knight, but he's got the pouches, he's got the white hood, uh, but he's got that, that splash of red, Drew, which I think is really, really cool. Um, Agreed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, although it may not totally be Moon Knight, I, I would put this as... I would say this is probably one of my favorites, um, just because the, the sheer look of it. Um, my uh, my good buddy of mine that I nerd talk Marvel stuff with uh, pretty much every day. Uh, we saw the new can't think of what it's called the an- the new animated Spider Man that they dropped the teaser trailer for. Oh, okay, yes, weekend. yeah. Um, so he pointed out that Oscar Isaac voices. I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah, uh, um, Miguel, Miguel O'Hara. Yeah, yeah, Spider-Man. and then yeah. he, he yeah. just kind of jokingly went on a tangent, and he's like, so Oscar Isaac's voicing a version of Spider-Man. He's also doing Moon Knight. And then he's like, hopefully this means in several years we get a rack night in a future <laughs> season of What If. <laughs> Hell, yeah. And we stopped, and we were like, that's actually possible. That would be pretty cool. Well, the beauty of the MCU is that it is possible like with What If well, and the multiverse. What If. You can literally get anything. Yeah. I'd love it if they do an Infinity Warps What If. That would be so cool. That'd because be there were awesome. so many cool ones. I think they combined uh, Iron Man and Thor together, which was bloody awesome. Um, but anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that's Arachnite. Um, and I'm glad they included Moon Knight in that kind of <clears throat> that mini event. Uh, 
Now we've also got Marvel Team Up. I saw this this came off one of the articles and so Loonies, there are actually various or multiple articles online of, you know, Moon Knight's best and worst costumes or Moon Knight's costumes. Uh, so I came across this one, I thought I'd put it in there. It's uh, listed for the Marvel Team Up um, appearances that Moon Knight's um, in. And now Drew, this is a bit of like a, a mix and mash of, or actually it's a bit bit of a riff on the uh, the classic Jet and Silver, but we do mm-hmm. get like black now as his main body. Um, I thought it looked pretty funky. I don't know about you. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, it, it's fine, but it, it looks like, uh, to me, it looks like the Declan Shelby suit, yep. but without the interesting parts of it. Ah, like the, the, yeah, yeah. the Declan Shelby suit, but without any of the armor stuff. Yeah. So it, it works, and as I'm partial to the black suits, or, you know, darker silver suits, I definitely think it's it's fine, but uh, yeah, it, it's just a little boring compared to the ones that you've already seen. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um I'm just wondering, you know, you could argue it about with other suits as well, but, you know, if he wants to see them coming and he's in white, um, what, what what does he hope to achieve with the black? Like, Because like, you can see his head in our... You can see his head and hands and legs, you know? Right. It's just like, yeah, anyway. Um, no, I, th- I think it looks pretty cool, um, but you're right. I think it might be a watered-down version of the Declan Shelby one, uh, to be honest. Um, next one I've got let's jumping mediums I've got uh, Ultimate Alliance oh, yeah. uh, so I, I picked this one also Drew because a lot of loonies or the loonies I've come across their gateway drug to Moon Knight was through the games um, so I thought well aesthetically there must be something going on for Moon Knight there uh, so we have the, um, the version here uh, looking pretty cool it's very urban again uh, and mainly white. But uh, what what are your thoughts? Did you play the game as well? Or I don't think I have, but okay. uh, I'm I'm familiar with it. But I yeah, I think this one's cool. It reminds me a little bit of the Carbonadium suit. Yeah, honestly, me too. Yeah, and I think for if for a video game uh, suit, this makes sense. Yeah, and I, I mean, I will, I would have been drawn into it for sure. Uh, th- yeah, this is a completely white one, but I think it works because there's so much like techie kind of urban gear looking stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, and he's got him clutching his cape again. We mentioned at the top, you know, no more attachments, but he, you know, he's just clutching it. He's got a, a perfect crescent moon on his cape. Yeah, yeah. as impossible as that would be, it looks really cool. <laughs> it, does, it does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it looks pretty cool. As you said, I think it's very much leaning towards the the carbonadium suit. Um, I, I like it when things have a purpose, you know. So. As long as the detailing here, there's a, a. I'm assuming a lot of the lines are for the the actual joints of the arms and stuff. Um, yeah. So that's good if that's the one. He's got a whole heap of pouches, so you know you're talking to a '90s kid here. That's I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we've got a couple because we skipped uh, Disney Plus. Um, only a, a few other minor, well, a couple of minor appearances here. Drew this one, the four one of the four horsemen of Apocalypse. Uh, Moon Knight was featured in the Jeff Lee, Jeff, Jeff Lee, Jeff Lemire run of um, Extraordinary X Men. So you mentioned you haven't read any mutant books, Drew, but um, Lemire did this. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't as good as his Moon Knight run, um, and I think he admitted that there was just so many constrictions that the editorial were giving him that he couldn't really tell the story that he wanted to. Um, so, so largely forgettable, but the uh, the Moon Knight costume here is 
pretty funky, I thought. Um, and I think that's a yeah. female Moon Knight as well. Oh, okay, cool. So it's a different yeah. person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, I think it looks really cool. Uh, yeah. uh, it makes sense that it's part of, you know, a non-Moon Knight, I don't know, canon, not necessarily event thing, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what's going on with, like, these, the blue symbols on the chest and, <laughs> yeah. and like, this crazy belt, but uh, I think, aesthetically, it looks really, I think it looks badass. I like this uh, gigantic crescent thing on her, on her back. Yeah, me too. It's like... Um... And it looks like some, like, nomadic warrior kind yes. of look going on. Yeah, it reminded me of, I mean, a little bit of like Boba Fett. You know how he's always got like yeah. a missile at the back of his back, and so this crescent moon, I'm sure it has a, a practicality, but it's just she, it's maybe even like a cap shield, like she just kind of sheathes it behind her back. Um, I you think... know, um, I'm reading the current Kang run, and when he goes back in time and runs into Ravona Renslayer when she is acting as Moon Knight. Uh, I could see her wearing something like this. Ah, nice. I should have included her into... into I didn't this. even think about that until now, but that's yeah. because this made, she, This has that whole... Like, does this take place in modern day? Uh, this one, yeah. Yeah. Okay, because, like, yeah, th- this looks like some of the, the gear that she has, uh, you know, way back in Egyptian times uh, okay. when King gets up with her. Okay, I haven't seen that yet, but, I mean, um, how would you rate that that costume? I, I, I'll get a visual of it um, for the for the show, but... Um, what did you What did you make of that one? Uh, I'm actually pulling it up real okay. quick because I'm keen to see it. I haven't been yeah, following. It's, it's actually it's actually pretty cool. Um, it's it's uh actually this looks a lot like the 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 bone armor. Oh, okay. Um, I'm popping it to you in our chat. Okay, but uh, yeah, yeah the, the I could see this um apocalypse one being combined with that. Oh, nice. Well, let me have a. Oh god, that looks fearsome. That's awesome. Yeah. Very, um, very Egyptian looking. We're talking about, and again, all thanks to the Fist of Conchu, the gold. I think it works really well with it. Um, mm-hmm. That's awesome. She's got like a bird. She's got the Conchu bird skull. <laughs> oh, I might, might rate that a bit above this Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. I think the blue um, accents in this one drew. I think it's because uh, she's one of Apocalypse's things. Oh, that's what I'm and assuming. That's just colors, right? Yeah, the colors. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, um, I, I like it. I'm, I really enjoy black and blues, especially mm. with whites. So, like, it works for me. But when you're so used to seeing, it's it's shocking at first to see blue incorporated into a Moon Knight suit. Oh. So that's why it's kind of throwing me off. But oh, no, yeah, I, I mean, I like it. Yeah, I can I can understand um, totally. Uh, so we've done the, the Disney Plus one. A couple of ones now to round it off. This is another quick a quickie. Uh, this was from Secret Wars back at Jonathan Hickman's run. Uh, this was part of Secret Wars journals. Uh, one of the you know one of the many tie-in books about this new world, battle zones, and so this is a, a different reality. Um, and yeah, this is more harking back, similar to what you just showed me, Drew of. Um, of the Ravona, what's her name? Ravona. Uh, Ravona Renslayer. Renslayer, yeah, her her costume. But what do you make of this? This is very much a Egyptian-y looking Moon Knight. Yeah, I like this one too. Um, it's really uh, imposing. He looks like a ruler or something. Yeah. Um, 
I think the the bird skull kneecaps are, are pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah. His boots for the first time ever are pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So but yeah, the, I, I don't know the context of this either. It looks like it's in the past, which makes sense. Like if he was wearing this modern day, it would be a little odd. Yeah. But uh, and, yeah, it looks it looks ancient and well, a reminiscent li- of the bone armor. Yeah, but, a, a know, little bit of royal. Yeah, a little bit of context for it though. Um, Secret Wars. I think it was. I think it was meant to be in the present of where, wherever it was. Um, mutants were enslaved by the world, um, but Moon, Mark um, was helping to free them all. Uh, he turns into a werewolf apparently as well. Um, well so, no, so, I absolutely need to read this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think he saves him or, or he dies. I can't remember. But this was all in in Secret Wars. But that was that was Mark's or a Moon Knight version of Mark. Uh, so he was tying into that super. I love it because he ties into that supernatural as well of turning into a werewolf. But um, I do love this Egyptian kind of relic look. Uh, I think it's great. He's, he's um, for all intents bare chested. Um, and he's got that I can't remember the name of it where it, that kind of decoration around your neck when you're you know Egyptian ancient Egyptian oh, yeah, yeah. Um, thing so he looks yeah it looks really cool yeah the bird the bird um, skulls on the knees are pretty funny but uh, other than that I think it's pretty kick-ass um, so um, and finally uh, Drew we have rounding out we've got present day I wanted to put it in because it is slightly different um, Capuccio's slight tweaks to to Moon Knight's costume. What do you make of this? I love it. Mm, um, me too. I, yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's essentially uh, a, a revamped version of the Declan Shelby suit. Yes. Uh, if, I, if I am... Hopefully I'm correct here, but I think his suit here is, it is like the main chunks of it. Is it black or is that just how he shades it? Um, I think it's just how he shades it. I think. Okay, yeah. see, that's kind of cool because you still get the same effect that you get in the Shelby version, but it's all shading and coloring. And because he has this very manga, anime-esque shading style, it, mm-hmm. he really gets to emphasize that. So it almost, it for the people who like the black suits like me, you get all of the, the aesthetics of the black suit while it's still being a, a really sleek white. Yeah. No, no, definitely. I Look, again, I would put it... Um, there with the Shelby's suit um, but yeah just the style of Capuccio is just really evocative um, and I was going to put the other one there are countless of other ones obviously uh, they've done um, what five issues so far uh, six five five issues so far so um, some really great shots of Moon Knight but I just wanted to put it in there it, it is our modern take on Moon Knight's costume for sure so um well, Drew, with that in mind, um, I guess we've heard kind of your favourites. Let's just round off this little segment before we take a break on top three then. What would your top three then be out of all this, just to give a bit of leeway? All right, let's see. The top would be a tie between Capuccio and Shelby. Okay. Uh, second would be the bone armour. <laughs> and third... You know, honestly, after going through these, like the third, I well, actually, you know what? I was gonna, I was gonna give one of the new ones the third spot because I was actually pretty impressed with this, uh, this ultimate suit. Okay. <laughs> uh, something about it is really cool to me, but I'm gonna go with the classic Sinkavich one, uh, okay. the '80s runs. Yep. 
Oh, yeah. Um, good choices all around. Look, I, I would definitely have to... I can tell you my top two, well, like two straight away. The Sinkevich one, the 80s. Um, just It's just what I see when I think of Moon Knight. Uh, Declan Shelby, for sure. It's such a strong suit. It's so cool. And now the hard one is, because like, there's so many other good ones. Uh, I could easily pick Mr. Knight or the Bird Armour. Um, I'm going to go a little left of field. Oh... Yeah, stop it. So I'm going to go a little left of field because uh, I was, I was going to pick the Vengeance, the Carbonadium suit, because I love that suit. But I'm going to pick um, the Adamantium one. Why not? Uh, you know, <laughs> it's funny you say that because I, I was scrolling around and I had stopped on the Adamantium one. I'm like, this is really brilliant on me. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's of its of its time. We'll probably never see it again. Um, but it was a hell of a lot of fun with Moon Knight. Terry Kavanagh writing... Um, yeah, once you got that Moon Knight suit, it's just just crazy. So yeah, that I mean the carbon. He just looks super strong in it. He does, yeah, and he's like he's indestructible. Come on, adamantium. So so uh, he takes on Gambit in it. That was in Infinity. He takes on Psylocke. Psylocke tries to read his mind. She goes crazy. <laughs> she, she, she oh man. Yeah. So that sort of stuff. He's kick ass in the nineties. So anyway, those are my three. It'd be interesting to see to hear what you loonies think yours are, your favourites, and we will hear that. Um, Drew, we're just going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. All right, sounds good. All right, we'll be back soon. We are Venomaniacs. Is the Venom Sight official podcast for all of your symbiote news, reviews, and point of views about Venom-related comics, movies, television, animation, and merchandise. We are available on Podbean. Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Google Play Music, and YouTube. Join us, won't you? Hey everyone, this is Phil. And Lola. Of the Capes and Lunatics Podcast. You're listening to Into the Night. The! The! Moon Knight Podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 252. You are with Turntables, <laughs> Tombs, and High Priest Conchu Ray. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we were just talking about um, our favorite costumes of Moon Knight. And Drew, we've got some feedback here that we'd l- I'd love to run through. Um, to hear what other loonies had to say. So why don't we do the usual? Um, do you want to alternate? We'll just alternate between the two. Yeah, sure. I can go first. Okay, cool. All right, so let's see. On the Facebook group, uh, I'm assuming Noel's comment is separate from this image, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, the, the top one's okay, from cool. Vincent. Yeah, no worries. Oh, yeah. So we got uh, on the Facebook group, Vincent Mott, Mate, Mote, mm-hmm. one of those three. Uh, he said these two, and it looks like it's a minute an image of the Shelby uh, next to. It looks like Mister Knight. Mister Knight. Is that like a? Is that like a Victorian Mister Knight? Oh no, I think um, I, I've seen that before. I think that's uh, Chris Sumney drew that, but I think um, it, it's it's him, similar to him in issue five of the Warren Ellis run. He's he's bashing people as he goes up the stairs oh okay um, got it, got it, but right. i think it was a commission or something but it looks really cool um, yeah it looks really nice but yeah vincent yeah thank you i mean those are very strong choices shelby featured both in drew and my my top three and uh it's it's yours obviously your top two 
Uh, Noel, Looney Tunes. How are you, Noel? <laughs> anyway, uh, Noel writes in and says, I've really grown to love the original Perlin design. The design of Jet and Silver along with the hood, cowl and cape attached to the wrists just looks cool. I, of course, love the Sienkiewicz design, redesign from Hulk Magazine Volume 1. So slick and looked really cool in movement. Uh, I, I always thought that the opening double splash page to 26 of Hit It with the buildings in the background and Mooney swinging through. I, yep. uh, the costumes look gorgeous. I've also been a big fan of the Shelby armor. Well, again, get someone. Some people call a Bib and Crocs design. <laughs> oh, Bib, that's a funny one. With the, the black and white. I'm glad they are using a version of that in the current run. Looks cool. Honorable mention to Bone Armor. Thank you, Noel. Um, Drew, this is saying something. Um, between the Bib four of us. Yeah, Bib and Crocs. <laughs> between the four of us, Bib and Crocs is uh, really front running. So I will say this. When I. Uh... When I did the costume, um, it's funny that he says bib because I was trying to think of how to put it. So I, I had a, you know, a white, like a white full uh, face mask. Or sorry, a, a black full face mask, black like you know skin tight shirt and mm-hmm. and leggings, uh, no belt, and then I had the white cape. But uh, I was trying to figure out why it looked so goofy with just this white cape on. Um, what I ended up doing to fix it was getting like a big white scarf that I then wrapped around underneath the hood oh, and like nice. it gave it, it gave it some flowiness while also covering up the neck area to make it look like oh. a little more mysterious. Clever. So, but, w- but without that, it looked really goofy and ah. it's, yeah, so when he says bib there, uh, it, <laughs> trust me, when you do the cosplay of it, it looks childish if you don't have something covering <laughs> up the neck area. Wow. So again, just these, I love hearing about it because these sorts of things you discover as you actually add practicality to it. Like you as a cosplayer putting that on, it's like this can't work. So hats off yeah, to people being who get, a, you know being a person putting a white cape tied around a, a fully black suit. It looks really silly if you don't accent it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, full credit to costume designers. I mean, all this thought goes into it. Um, we have a, a next short one there. Sorry, Drew. Do you want to do the next two then? Oh, this is a good one. Yeah. Uh, Billy Brooks says, oh, that one in the mental hospital, the sheet night, yeah. LOL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is Absolutely. one of the coolest ones for sure. The yeah. fact that he he needed to make himself a little makeshift Moon Knight suit to get in the ass-kicking mode was kind of kind of cool. It's such a cool thought idea, isn't it? It's like, I've got to cover myself. What do I do? And he just like wraps right. whatever. Um, that's so cool. Um, I do want to take the next one there. That was quite short, that one. Yeah, sure. So, uh, Mario Di Giacomo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to go with Mr. Knight, but of the classic costumes, I rather like the black suit, white cape combo, as well as the Shelby. Less is more, in my opinion. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, oh, I think they go, uh, Mario goes on to say. Oh, uh, I probably should go into more detail so I don't have to explain myself after the episode is posted. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Mr. Knight outfit because it's not just a cape and tights ensemble. It carries a sort of hard-boiled film noir vibe, mm-hmm. film noir vibe that elevates the book beyond traditional superheroics. I 100% agree. Yeah. Um, but if I have to go superhero, I tend to default to costumes that apply the kiss, keep it simple, stupid, mm-hmm. principle best seen in the Silver Age. Hence, straightforward outfits without too many fiddly bits. Also, I like black. Okay, uh, nice. Thank you, Maria. So we've got an advocate here for Mr. Knight, um, but also. 
apart from that, just the, the less is more as well um, of just a nice sleek costume, which, you know, I agree as well, although having said that, I did pick the adamantium one with all the fiddly bits. So, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, thank you so much, Mario. Uh, also like black, so I wondered if you like the, uh, the stealth suit. To be honest, I'm, I'm probably least impressed by the stealth suit because it's just a black version of the... Yeah. Yeah. Um, next one, Dan Ross writes in and he says, my favourite is the original and slight variations of that, like with a hint of body armour, as in all white. Uh, and then he writes, told him I don't wear white to hide myself. I wear it so they'll see me coming, so they'll know who it is. Guess when they see the white, it doesn't matter how good a target I am, their hands shake so bad they couldn't hit the moon. Awesome stuff. That was from the Houston Run, issue one. Fantastic stuff, Dan. Thank you. Um, yep, you can't go wrong with that. And and coupled with his mantra of all white, you know, like to see, like to see me coming. Uh, that's uh, yeah, well, holds true. Yeah. Um, let's skip down to Instagram here, Drew. All right. On Instagram, we got uh r a p h l s n t s rafael so rafael he okay. does yeah he does the artwork for um the, the moonlight artwork every week so big shout out oh, to oh nice Raph. nice yeah oh this is a good one too um he says my favorite is the astronaut suit in the lemire smallwood run that was like an open letter from child mark specter telling us one of his biggest dreams. I love that suit. I know the chances of it coming up to TV is minimal, but hopefully someday there will be some Easter egg about it. I also like the suit he used in issue 8 of the 2014 uh, oh. Brian Woods run, that one with the white mask. That's that cute. can be easily adapted to the TV show. And about the leaked TV costume, I hope he gets the Khonshu helmet and completes what I believe to be the Ghost Hunter suit. It looks very close Ooh. to that. The Ghost Hunter, i.e. the the bird armor again. Yeah, <laughs> cool stuff. Thank you so much, uh, Raphael. Couple of couple of curly ones there, Drew. Uh, the astronaut one, very good. But that one in the wood run, that was cool as well. It was um, kind of scary for a different reason because it was like almost a like a ho- hockey mask kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, um, pretty cool. Uh, and the lead costume, yeah. I mean, I would love to see a bird armor in the TV show. Bring it on. I say. Um, and f- we also have another one from SK Metal. A big shout out on Instagram. This is like picking a favourite child so hard. I've grown to really love the vengeance of the Moon Knight costumes, white and black, but I like almost all of them. My favourite horror Moon Knight costumes are the Universe X, 1940s like mummy look, the Jake Lockley Freedom Tower mask suit, yes, and the Konshu bone armour. I really like the sleek modifications Alessandro has made to Declan's black and white armour too. Uh, it looks like the series' main Moon Knight suit will have some of the Universe X concepts with more Egyptian ideas, which I love, and some of the lines of the classic costume. Uh, it also looks like the Mr. Knight suit too. I think the, the D-plus series uh, suit will evolve, so I'm open to whatever they go with, so no, I couldn't pick a favourite. Uh, thank you, SK Batal. Um, I'm going to just go with your favourites then, uh, the Vengeance of the Moon Knight and the uh, the Universe X ones. Um, yeah, that's uh, quite different ones there, Drew. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Not ones I would have picked, uh, but I agree, the Alessandro ones, he's got some sleek modifications there as well. Um, I'm just going to go... Back up. Sorry, Drew. This has just come in, so it's on my phone. I haven't put it in the prompt sheet. Uh, so uh, this one is from Doug, uh, part of a DID system. Um, so you would have heard the likes of Doug and Lena. Um, but this is Doug's comments. 
uh, just dropped in now. Hot. Uh, I really like hot the, off the press. hot off the press. I really like <laughs> the Declan Shalvey armor and the Bird Skull Ghostbusting armor version from that same run. But I think my ideal version of Moon Knight is actually the West Coast Avengers version. It has all the elements I like from the Fist of Conchu run: the gold belt, the wrist, leg bands, ancient weapons handicrafted by Hawkeye, combined with the elements that I liked better from the Man- uh, Mench Sengevich run: the black mask with glowing white eyes, the crescent moon on the chest instead of that dumb ankh. <laughs> I think the costume element I hate the most is whenever he has a white mask that shows every detail of his face, like parts Damn. of the fist. Yeah, 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 fair enough. I can understand. <laughs> like parts of the Fist of Conchu uh, run and that goofy Marvel fanfare story about the boy band. As for oh, that one, Drew, I'm not sure if you managed to read the Marvel Fanfare one. You can actually see his teeth. That That's how hugging yeah. the white mask <laughs> is. Um, as for the show, I would like to see the classic Sienkiewicz design version along with Mr. Knight. Uh, I think the version from the leak pick looks interesting, but I was hoping for something a bit more classic. I'm hoping that is just an early version or a depiction of Conchu. I agree too, Doug. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, look, I agree with uh with most of all you say there uh just that yeah the white mask i don't mind as much myself so that's just uh that's just me uh and lena writes in too i think my favorite is the classic version as drawn by Sienkiewicz. his art is just so beautiful and striking a close second would be the mr knight version very strong uh, contenders there. Mark looks good in that white suit. I also really like the way Rochelle Rosenberg colours both the Moon Knight and Mr. Knight suits in the current run, with that bluish glow around it, making it seem almost ghostly. Uh, Moon Knight has been mistaken for a ghost in several of the runs. As for the show, since the classic costume and Mr. Knight are my favourites, I definitely agree with Doug that those should be used. I totally agree too. Um, Yeah, so... We're, we're, we're talking about the fanfare and the teeth and the mouth and all that stuff showing, yes. which normally I really don't like. But yeah. look in the upper left-hand corner where they have the little like mm-hmm. stamp-looking thing. Mm-hmm. The nose and mouth are showing on that, and it looks really badass. It's kind of funny. <laughs> like, so for some reason, that looks really cool, but in his actual suit, it looks goofy as hell. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen that before. Ah, uh, it's a good read. Uh, you give it a give it a read. Um, but yeah, that that white face. Uh, yeah, people have different versions. Sometimes it, I, I admit it. Sometimes it looks pretty bad. But for instance, I like the Jason Burroughs one as well, uh, where it's clearly a white um, face and not much. Uh, facial features seen underneath it. Uh, so thank you so much, Doug and Lena, for those that just came in as we we're recording. So uh, you got in there. <laughs> um, also, Drew, before we finish off, there's just one bit of comment from YouTube from one of our older episodes. I just wanted to round that out. Oh, yeah, sure. Cool. So on YouTube from CMK7, mm-hmm. uh, in response to episode 251 on the Moon Knight Price Guide, uh, great stuff, Ray. Glad to hear all as well. I was missing the ITK uh, end of week post, and it had me a bit worried. Best of luck with your move and getting everything sorted. Noel might call me a bleeping nerd, <laughs> and probably right so, rightly so, lol. But I love this content. It's always exciting to hear how these relatively recent issues are continuing to climb in value, and it's interesting to hear which variants to keep an eye out for. Great advice about those BCW comic supplies. I'll definitely be checking them out. Also, Bazinga equals Big Bang Theory, ah. uh, as said by Shelton. Ah, thank you. Thank you so much, Chris. Uh, yes, thank you for, for your kind words. 
I could not for the life of me remember that show's name, Big Bang Theory, and I think I called him Sherwin. I couldn't remember the guy's name. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I love the price guides too. I, I think they're, they're pretty cool. I'll, I'll probably do another one on, on maybe an older run, of course. Um, so I've only just dipped my toe in it. But I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed it. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, uh, that generally finishes us off here drew uh, a huge thank you for, for coming on i'm sorry i know we're cutting it fine for time but um oh, yeah no worries thank you so much for having me man i'm glad we could squeeze in yeah I'd, I mean, again i'd love to have you on whenever we can like make you know the time work and stuff um you know different time zones and such but i've got my new oh yeah and thank you chris you were mentioning i've got the new setup here up in the uh, in the attic so it's all good um, but yeah, Drew, whenever you, you, you're um, you're available, I'd love to have you on to, to chat about more. Um, I know you've been busy with some gigs, though. Have you got any any plugs you might want to give? Or oh man, yeah, yeah, I've been I've been popping all over the place. I was yeah. just in Cleveland, Ohio on Friday. Uh, I will be in, in San Antonio, Texas next Saturday. Cool. And uh, the following Friday, I'll be in San Francisco. Nice. And then it's, we've got holiday stuff, and uh, I got Dallas and Houston, Texas coming up in January, and uh, a bunch of music coming out in January too. So hopefully, sky's the limit, and I'll be hopping all over the place by, you know, a couple months from now. Awesome. Well, if you have any flyers and stuff like that, send them our way. Um, we'll chuck them up uh, in the group. Yeah, and absolutely. I'll, yeah, and I'll chuck them up in the show notes here as well. But uh, a big thank you, Drew. I mean, it's always fun to chat with you. Um, uh, yeah, that was a blast. Like I said at the beginning of the talk, uh, <laughs> that was a lot of suits I'd never even seen before. So, plenty you know, suits. Learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the next phase, Looney's uh, episode two hundred fifty-three. We'll be looking. We'll be going back to an idle chat, and we're going to be spotlighting um, Zodiac, so the, the latest villain to come out of the McKay run. Uh, we're going to look at a mini series as a three-parter um, uh, released. Oh, I can't remember. I think it was during Dark Rain, uh, and we'll have Jack Russell Moran on there to join me from Tomes of Evil. Um, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, That'll and, be fun. Zodiac's fun. Yeah, Zodiac's crazy dude. Um, once again, a big thank you to the likes of Drew and uh, all the other Patronis. You too can become one if you check out patreon.com slash itkmoonlight. Uh, great incentives we've got another bonus episode coming uh, your way exclusive to Petrunis uh, so big thanks to the likes of Daniel uh, Drew the gentleman right here Justin Derek Kyle Wayne Jordan Josh James Anthony Russell Michael Mario and Gavin so a huge thank you to one and all uh, and as again just check it out for all the incentives um, you know you can see the dead air that Drew and I <laughs> had for a bit. <laughs> it's all in there, uncut. <laughs> um, also, it's sponsored by CLZ, CLZ Comics, Collectors.com. Go check them out. They're fantastic. Um, for a, a pittance, you can have this power at your fingertips where you can uh, catalogue all your comics um, and filter them, sort them out as you like. As mentioned, Daniel Doing from Fringe Night, uh, patreon.com slash fringe night 27 is Daniel's Patreon page. Go check it out. Go check out Fringe Night. And for Drew, he's got a couple of websites on SoundCloud. Uh, go check out soundcloud.com slash tombs, T-O-M-B-Z. 
and uh, and Lurk Music <clears throat> again, which is on Bandcamp. Lurk Music with a CK dot Bandcamp dot com. And finally, Dreamland Comics, the online store. Use the code Moon and get twenty percent off all your back issues. And then finally, we are part of the collective fantastic, fantastic shows here: Happiness in Darkness podcast. Um, uh, the Signal of Doom and Tomes of Evil, a supervillain podcast, of course, are just a, a smattering of what you can find. Um, now, you can contact us. We always love to hear from you. Emailing at feedback at itkmoonlight.com. We've also got a website, itkmoonlight.com. Uh, and we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, Get Vocal, and Podchaser. Incidentally, Drew, um, with the Patreon, since it's going so well, uh, and I did say that our second goal was to... Um, I was going to subscribe to some membership to some sound effects and such. Um, I might look at StreamYard. So I'm not sure if you know about StreamYard. Um, it's a, it's just another option to, to Skype. Um, I think it's um, it'll be a lot of fun. Anyway, I'll see how I go there. Just thought I'd just cool. fling that to you. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. I've heard of it. I've not dipped into it yet. Okay, yeah. So we can we can actually stream live to to um, platforms that, you know out there. So that would be really cool. Um, I know that good buddies at the Capes and Lunatics do that. Otherwise, I'm going to get the sound effects stuff, and I'm going to find a really good sound effect for your nickname. So don't you worry. I can't wait. <laughs> um, thank you once again, Drew. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks a ton for having me again. No worries. And as always, loony listeners, may Conchie watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. (laughs) (laughs) Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.